My name's Sarah Frick, and you're listening to Are You For Real? A podcast all about being real. Like, really real, not just cute Instagram real. Like, real. Welcome back to Are You For Real? with Sarah Frick. Today, we have on the phone Tara Youngblood, and we are talking to her about many different things. One of the amazing things she has done is created this product called Chili Pads. So Tara, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, so tell us um, just a little bit about what Chili Pads are for our listeners who maybe don't know what they are. I knew what they were, and I, I know what they are, and I was very excited because I am a sweaty sleeper. <laughs> Yeah, so a, a chili pad or, or the latest version is called Uller, but they're all versions of a chili pad is uh, basically a mattress pad that you put on your bed and you need to think about it as a thermostat. So the traditional chili pad is a way to adjust your bed temperature, just like you would adjust your house temperature. Um, if you have two people in the bed, they can have different temperatures. Um, and that temperature range, because we use water to cool you, is between 55 and 110 degrees. So a pretty wide range oh, wow. of how you want to sleep in that bed. Um, and then Uller is more like that programmable thermostat where you can set schedules and be able to have it automatically come on for you. And does it feel like, because you said it's water-based, it doesn't feel like a water bed or anything underneath your body? No, fun connection. Uh, Todd's uncle invented the waterbed. Todd is my business partner and husband. Oh, wow. Um, so uh, it has elements of that, but it uses less than a liter of water. Um, so it not it's not a ton of water. Um, and it makes it easier to wash and do all those things that you want to do with the mattress pad because it's not a big hunk of water bladder like a waterbed is. Okay, waterbeds. That's amazing. Do they still make waterbeds? So it's the fifth, well, actually 2019 was the 50 year anniversary. Um, and I think there's a small niche market on it. Uh, a lot of it's just sort of that retro, like I want to yeah. live the groovy, groovy 60s. Yeah. I thought they were um, the coolest thing ever. Like if I went to someone's house whose parents had a waterbed, I was like, your parents are the coolest. They are. They're super cool. Yeah, he he um he was his master's thesis in San Francisco and in the height of everything that you know San Francisco was yeah. in the groovy area era of that it was. It started out as a jello chair and, and went from there. So we are all grateful, I think, that it wasn't jello. Right. That would be messy and solved for somebody. That's a but, whole different party. Um, <laughs> that is a different, yeah. There's definitely you need you need different level of party stuff to make jello right. chairs work. But um in this day and age, it, it, it's a little more calm, I think, or in certain parties anyway. So how did you, okay, so were you, what were you doing before you um, th- like came up with this or what was the idea to come up with this? Yeah, so Todd and I have, uh, we're kind of serial product developers or uh, inventors, always makes us look like mad scientists a little bit. And my kids do like to call me a mad scientist, so <laughs> I guess it fits. Um, but we've bought lots of products to market over the years when we came up with this one, we thought it was an interesting market niche to go into because Tempur-Pedic, Slut Comfort, those companies were talking about adjustable temp uh, pressure and, you know, really all of those different comfort features. At the same time, technology is being put in car seats that allowed a driver and a passenger to have different temperatures. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, if they could put it in cars, I want it in my bed. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, we always slept, Todd has chronically slept hot forever. Um, and we've had... Uh, you know, lots of boys and pregnancies and, you know, that journey that us women go through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been all different temperatures right? and never the same temperature as Todd. So it was really sort of about comfort. Uh, what we discovered 
after that from a more sleep science perspective is that how powerful temperature is in that sleep equation. And so it's really become sort of the sleep geek place that I am now is um, my original background was physics. So it's taking sort of those analytical skills, that sort of physics mindset of how to change the thermodynamics for sleep. So wow. that's kind of where we are today. Well, this is such a, a, a like a relevant conversation for me too, because I mean, my friends make fun of me all the time. I'm a terrible sleeper. I really am. I, I've, I've always, I'm really high energy to begin with. And then I have three young children and somebody's always awake and I'm always having anxiety. Somebody's going to be awake. And, you know, so it's like this vicious cycle of like, okay, drink coffee all day and then have wine at night. And I've worked with my acupuncture and she's like, you got to, you got to cut that cycle. Cause that's part of why it's like up and down. So have you done a bunch of studies on women sleeping? Yes. Yeah, so this is a huge pet peeve I have, um, at least until a very recent uh, decade and sleep in, in, in itself is very much in its infancy. So um, recently did a, a research sort of look into um, the first article that I could find written on, um, and when I say article, like research paper tying sleep or partial sleep to health was in 1999. Mm. Um, and a lot of the sleep research was done on college age men because they're easy to get to. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the sleep research doesn't really tackle all of the problems that we as women have slightly different than men. Um, our hormones, our monthly cycles, all of those are messy when studying sleep, at least at the levels they were studying it at. Mm -hmm. So it is absolutely part of my passion to kind of increase that awareness on how we sleep differently and, and why we need to really think about ourselves as women um, and define ourselves that way in relation to all of our health. You know, a lot of diets don't work as well for women or have to be done slightly different for women. Um, it's, it's the same for sleep. Most important thing about sleep, most important thing about all of our bodies is that um, there's something called a chronotype, which is your genetic predisposition of when your body clock wants to do things. So we all have a body clock and it's different. Um, it's driven by our genetics. You know, chronotype is often referred to morning person or night owl, but that clock actually tells your body when is the ideal time to eat and exercise and sleep? And it's about thinking about everything we do in relation to that clock mm. and being able to manage when we do different things to that clock. And it's really powerful for everyone, but it, it's especially powerful for people that are vulnerable in their sleep and, and like myself that don't sleep well. How do you find out what your clock is? It's actually really simple. It's not that many questions. You can Google chronotype and there'll be chronotype. 20 different quizzes on it online. Um, you know, and most people generally have a sense. Yeah. And most of the questions are, you know, if you were going to work out, when's going to be your best workout? Um, I'm a definitely a morning workout person. And by like two o'clock, I'm like done with my day. Yeah. So you're, you're probably just answering that. It's pretty clear. You're most likely a morning person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like it's, it's, you can go as far. There are, there's a specific genetic gene, your PER3 gene, and that drives what it is. So you can get as specific as that, but you don't need a genetic test to tell you where you fit in that spectrum. It's pretty easy to kind of sniff it out. And so what are the, like the, the characteristics for like a morning person? Cause I, like I could go to bed every night at eight o'clock. Yes. So, uh, yeah, you're definitely absolutely a morning person. That's me too. Um, you know, my sort of limit is more like 10 o'clock. You know, I can do like between eight and 
nine is ideal. Nine mm-hmm. to 10. You know, when you have kids, it's pretty hard to yeah. go to sleep before they do. Right. <laughs> I try to, I get in their beds and I'm like, all right, everyone go to sleep together. <laughs> yes. You know, and then, and then you have like the three things you really need to do before you go to bed and yeah. like switch out laundry or do something. So inevitably it ends up being more like that 10 o'clock, but I, you know, nine to 10 is, is my window. Um, and, and what it does is your core body temperature fluctuates throughout the day. It's one of the easiest ways to tell that, you know, what's happening hormonally. Um, that's where the power of temperature comes down. And once you fall asleep, your body is driving towards the lowest point of the day for temperature. And so you want to, as much as I like to warm up to fall asleep, this is where honestly the generation of scheduling sleep came from for Uller is I want to climb into a warm bed. That's where the anxiety of curling up under my weighted blanket in a warm bed helps me fall asleep, Mm -hmm. but it's too hot to stay into deep sleep and I wake up. So I have to cool down my bed for that next window of deep sleep. Um, And then your morning when it's more REM sleep, you warm back up and, and there are all the different parts of sleep happen the entire night, but you have windows of sort of probability or opportunity to get more deep sleep at the start of your night than at the end of your night. So I'm usually, and this whole podcast is not about me listeners, but (laughs) while I have you on the phone, um, like as two to 4am is I'm awake almost every night and I'm like, and I wake up cause I'm so hot. Yeah, you're not you're not cranking the chili pad down cool enough. No, and I'm that, this that is like window. my next purchase is the chili pad. Yeah, 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 and and part of the problem that we have in our our society is the beds we're making today. You know, man-made materials, those foams that are really comfortable. Foam is made of a material, and it's got all those little bubbles of air in it. And as your body lays on those foam, that foam, it's heating up every little bubble of air. Now, it hits capacity of how much it can absorb in about four hours. And in that period of time, it starts then reflecting that heat back to you. So you're actually creating this like bake oven. If you ever did one of those sort of uh, school projects where you made the little oven with tinfoil, mm-hmm. you put a blanket on top <laughs> of yourself and you put these foam underneath and you're a 98 degree self and suddenly you're baking yourself mm. in the middle of the night. And that's when our body wants to be the coolest so although we've gotten ourselves to be really comfortable, our, our houses at a constant temperature, you know, that our house isn't dipping down like it would be outside. Certainly this time of year, it's not 46 degrees in our house that that would be okay. And it would help get, you know, through that blanket you have on top mm-hmm. We're we're not that cold. So there's no way for our bodies to get cold enough. And so we wake up because we're supposed to be kicking off our blankets or finding a way to cool down. Instead, if you're waking up in the middle of the night, it's not always about temperature, but if you're waking up to go to the bathroom, if you're in deep sleep, your body actually emits a hormone that as grownups don't have to get up to go to the bathroom. You know, kids are, you know, as they go through that, it you shouldn't get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night if you are, um, other than, you know, if you have actual bladder issues. Mm-hmm. It's probably temperature. It's probably something in your environment. And you need to kind of like look at what's happening in your bedroom space. So, um, my husband is an amazing sleeper, <laughs> like to the point where I, I joke about this. It's not very funny, but I'm like, if the house burnt down, you would be left because I would have to save all the children and you like nothing wakes him up. And I, I go back cause you mentioned this at the beginning, just, you know, like having like just that jittery brain or the anxiety or like, you know, I run two businesses and then the kids and everything. And I swear when I wake up at that time at two, it's like my heart is thumping. So you 
you believe that if we can control the environment of where we're sleeping, that will help the mental as well. Like, well, obviously they're all governed under one body, but it will help that settle that as well. Yeah. So this is, um, you know, getting into a little bit of my history with depression and trauma, but, um, I also, you know, we do a lot for veterans, first responders, um, people with PTSD or heavy depression issues. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the problems when you look at the architecture of their sleep, they are chronically not getting deep sleep. They're staying in that REM sleep. They're not going deep enough because their emotional drive is is not allowing them to get there. Okay. Um, because temperature talks to your unconscious mind and your unconscious mind has the ability to override that system, basically, you know, like we're, we're basically just a computer with electrons and things like that. But mm-hmm. the override can be when you apply temperature and cooling in that deep sleep zone, suddenly they're going into deep sleep when they haven't been before. Um, and that's, you know, what makes a difference for me is to being able to get that deep sleep when my anxiety wouldn't let me unless temperature's there to kind of help remind my body, you're supposed to be in deep sleep now, you're supposed to be in deep sleep now. And, and that signal keeps getting sent, even though I'm unconscious and it, it helps them sleep through the night. That is incredible. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I have, um, twins. They were, my last two were twins. And I, I kind of used to make this joke about like the, I mean, the one thing you can't buy is sleep. And it's like the one thing everybody needs, you know, and sleep deprivation is the, is torture. And just to think like that there's something out there that, cause I was just like, well, I'll just have to deal with this two to four hour, you know, this two hour window where I'm always awake. And that just makes so much sense. I, I also wonder and maybe you can shed some light on this too, you know, um, the fitness studios, I own a lot of the practices that we do are heated. So we elevate our, we, our temperature up so much. And then to, I, I wonder if that has anything to do with that body regulation or if, I don't know, I, I, I don't necessarily think that like the sweating is like detox of the organs, but like the blood flow that keeps moving. So it is probably good at some point to get that way down. It is. Well, it's about cycling. And, you know, obviously um, looking at cold during sleep kind of led into a, a side look into um, cold therapy in general. Um, you know, really love cryotherapy mm-hmm. and what cold therapy can do. But mostly, you know, the idea of cold therapy is about cycling. So it's okay to get really hot. It's okay to use a sauna. It's okay to work out really hard. You know, some of it's managing, again, go back to that body clock of when are you heating up? Are you heating up right before you go to bed and that's not your personality and then you get too hot to sleep Mm -hmm. um are you working out in the morning so your metabolism's increased at the start of your sleep drive because the moment you wake up you start driving towards sleep at the end of the day so are you you got it ramped up then so that it it knows where it's going Mm -hmm. um and are you are you allowing your body to to get cold because when we lived outside, we, we cycled through just like the day cycles through. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're in constant temperatures all the time or constant to hot, um, we're never allowing the chance to cool down. And the super geeky answer to that um, gets into physics. But entropy is um, a big fancy word that doesn't make sense to most people. But entropy is how we measure the age of the universe. It's actually not about time. It's about how much heat and disorder is in the universe. And so if you look at entropy as that's what our body is actually fighting as we age, it's a sense of increased entropy until we die. Um, the more time we can give our body a break from this fight against entropy and heat and mm-hmm. cycle through the cool, 
we're actually giving it a break from that fight of entropy, which is really aging and, and how the, how the universe, how physics, um, minus time tells you how old you are. Wow. So you, you're a fan of the cryotherapy then? I am a huge fan of cryotherapy. Yes. Do you, um, but I've actually I, never I will done say it. That it is, it is way worth it. It is, um, the best high you can get. So you're, you're, you literally get an oxygen high when you come out of it, you know, your metabolism's bumped up, but you know, it's, it's exhilarating, um, for all the reasons, you know, you would do, um, some other adrenaline junkie kind of thing. It, mm-hmm. it really, it really does do that, but it, it allows the, the inflammation, you know, I have not a great back, um, but I manage that absence of disc really well in the sense that either between acupuncture or cryotherapy, but if I'm just stuck and I have to get on an airplane and I'm hurting, I'll cryotherapy before I go. And it's amazing. We had a guy on here a few episodes ago and he, after he would work out really hard, he would like go in his pool in the middle of winter and just sit in there for like three minutes and just freeze his butt off, I guess. (laughs) But it makes sense. I mean, I've thought about doing it too. So yeah, it's, and once you do it once again, because it, it is such a great feeling, you'll, you'll want to get on a, a regiment where you do it regularly because it, it is, it's, um, you know, for cryotherapy, it's two to three minutes. And in two and three minutes, you, you come out a whole different person. There's not too many things you can do in that amount of time that, that yeah. do that. Um, you know, sleeping cool for the chili pad, which is one of the reasons why I started really looking into what being cooler and when, when to be cooler and how does that affect your body? That was sort of one of those rabbit holes I went down. And, you know, chili pad allows you to be cooler during that optimal time. So you're asleep anyway to be cool. And it kind of, it's not exactly the same. It's pretty close, though, to a lot of the same results as cryotherapy. That's you don't get that instant fix of that instant high. But the recovery level is similar to the longer term effects of cryotherapy. You just get to sleep through it. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, tell us, um, so you, was this one of the first, because this is this is a pretty big product you guys have. Was this the biggest product that you guys have ever invented? Um, you know, ironically, uh, the one that sold more is something called an Easy Bed. It was in Frontgate. It still is in Frontgate. Um, it was in Sky Mall. It's been, you know, it's still something we represent a side company for a long time, but it's a an air bed that sets itself up. Mm-hmm. So, but what chili pad does, that's way bigger is the connection and the, the tribal energy with people when you fix their sleep. Mm. So it's, I give lots of talks on, on sleep because it has now become the passion of my life. Mm-hmm. And this product has made that possible. But when you give a talk about sleep and afterwards you end up sort of hugging and in tears with different, Mm -hmm. totally different um, walks of life. Everyone from like a veteran with PTSD to a woman that has not slept through the night in 10 years Mm -hmm. from, you know, hormonal imbalances uh, or just people that just chronically sleep hot or people that like me that haven't slept well their whole life and they've given up and they've decided, well, this is just going to be the way it is. And they've lost hope. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing else I've ever experienced or done. Um, goes anywhere close to the being able to give hope to someone that doesn't have hope on an, a health issue is the best feeling in the whole world. There, there isn't anything like it. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's incredible. I I love that so much. Um, so, can you give us any like any um, stories of yourself or people or that, I love that idea of that tribal community of something like somebody that you were able to help with this that needed it or how that what that looks like. Yeah. So uh, Susan is someone that I mentioned in my TED talk and even in my book and, and it really has become, I feel like my, um, I, I just inspiration on, on how she's worked through it. But Susan was, um, she's, you know, a professional businesswoman, smart person, um, had a sleep problem for over 10 years. She woke up every night, basically in, in night sweats. Um, she wasn't menopausal, but since the birth of her second child, she would wake up every night. And she looked at herself as this hot, sweaty, disgusting mess, a monster, mm. you know, just really horrible images of herself because she felt like, who wants to be in bed with me? I'm, I'm gross. Mm. And um, she went to her doctor, her gynecologist, and they're like, your hormones are normal. There's no real reason for it. I don't understand. But I guess you'll just have to live with it. So she was living with it and managing it. She'd, you know, put the towels under her bed and wake up every night, just shower and change. That was part of her routine. Oh my gosh. Um, Not a great way to live. Um, And, you know, we started, we actually met at a trade show randomly and we just started talking and I'm like, this is, this is something we can fix. And the, the chili pad fixed her, her sleep from the, you know, waking up in the middle of night, but the chronic part that she exhibits that is more than just the chili pad part of the story is that when you're not successful at sleep, if you hate that night because you're lonely alone and you have this physical problem you can't manage and the night is so lonely, Hmm. then you put it off. So she would go to bed um, well past midnight, you know, last Mm -hmm. late, late show and then go to bed and then start her mornings with, you know, cups of coffee and, and sort of the first hour was she'd have the morning TV on and get her kids out the door to school. But, you know, it wasn't it was in survival mode. It wasn't in any sort of thrive. Mm-hmm. And so when when the problem that was the chronic problem was fixed, suddenly she had the confidence. She was a morning person. So she really should have gone to bed, you know, that night, same nine o'clock that we were talking about. But she wasn't because it sucked. It, she hated, she hated sleep. Mm-hmm. It was something she was failing at as a successful person. When you're failing at something, you, you don't respect it. You don't want to give time to it. Um, so her schedule now is she goes to sleep at nine or 10, she wakes up and instead of like hugging that cup of coffee, she's organized in the morning. She's a completely different person because mm-hmm. she's successful at sleep. Now it's, you know, sleep is always, you know, when she travels or different things, it's not perfect all the time, but she doesn't feel like it's beating her. She doesn't hate it. She doesn't hate the night. She doesn't hate right. everything about it. And so the confidence of I've got this is a really big part of the sleep. When you look at studies, even, you know, some of the things that sleep trackers do wrong is they, when you tell you, you suck over and over again, you, you lose hope mm-hmm. and you can't lose hope. And, and once you do, it's, it's the, you know, only getting worse from there. Yep. I totally can relate to that in our business I, with my studios. I always say the fitness is the obvious, kind of like what you're saying, like the sleep is the obvious, you're going to get fitness or your body's going to tone up, all that great stuff. But what comes underneath the fitness, like the confidence and the heart work and dealing with trauma, stress, grief, all those different things that we work through as we're doing hard work and showing up for ourselves is the work. Like that's what, so when you said that thing about like the tribe, I can totally relate because that's 
what gets me up and gets me to work every day and why the studios are successful and why people keep coming back. It's because it's, it's a, when we, I feel when we can offer people a space to heal themselves without being like, okay, sit down, you're going to heal yourself with sleep or fitness or whatever it is. It's a really powerful tool to, um, to rebuild you. Um, and so that's so, it's so amazing to hear about that. That's such a great way to think about the product because that in itself for me is like, yes, that's a win for sure. You guys, have you tried the greens and eggs at the daily? It is so good. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegetarian. Spiced tomatoes, sauteed greens, fried eggs, and pickled onions. If you mention the works, you get 10% off. So 10% off your coffee, your juices, your lattes, your friends' food. Tell everyone you know and go try this greens and eggs because it is such a good like post-workout, protein-packed, veggie, delicious meal. Check out The Daily at 652 King Street in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. And it, it, you know, everyone's like, well, is a chili pad for everybody. I'm the first to admit, like, if you're sleep great, then, then this doesn't have to be for you. Yep. Like it, it, you know, but if, if you're looking for an easy win so that you can feel better about and have hope again, you know, that's, that's where I feel like let's, let's talk, let's, let's find a way to get there because, um, even if it's not chili pad, whatever's broken, you got, you just need to find that first win. Just like you said, with fitness, what's, what's the first win? Maybe it's being able to run instead of just walk somewhere for mm-hmm. the first time and, and reach those milestones. Um, there's so little hope in sleep. You know, fitness and weight loss is just a much more mature market. There's such a spectrum of ways to approach fitness yep. or weight loss. It's very, it can be very individualized. There's so many coaches. Um, sleep is just such a new industry that way. We've ignored sleep and treated it badly in the Online, it says you need to sleep eight hours and here's your sleep hygiene, which is there's nothing sexy about that. And mm-hmm. of the 20 tips they get, most people feel like at least some of them won't ever work for them. So they can discount all of them because like, well, that doesn't work. It's well, dumb. And do you think like sleep doesn't get the attention it needs because we're in this society where everybody is like living in the busy mantra? And even though everything on your plate you said yes to, everybody's like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I, I don't have time to sleep. And it's like, it's so what you were saying, like fitness is sexy. I mean, it's a billion dollar industry that everybody wants a piece of. And so we're, you know, where energy goes, energy goes. And for if somebody's like, well, I don't want to spend the money to sleep good because I really shouldn't be doing that. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely is. You know, when you look at the history of sleep and where it fits in the in the conversation, um, it's always been this sort of background thing we do. But it really became uh, once we became an industrialized society, pre-industrial, we actually slept in two segments. If you look at Charles Dickens and even some of the you know previous literature, you'll see a first sleep and second sleep. You know, we slept in multiple segments. We took naps. It was pretty comfortable to sleep when you wanted to. Once we went to an industrial age where there was work schedules and productivity, we really mandated when people could sleep and we wanted them to sleep less so we could feel like we could get more out of them. And I feel like the time to change that is, is now. The tide is changing where our work-life balance is part of the conversation. Um, we have flexible work schedules that are happening more and more. More businesses, more companies are saying, yeah, work from home, be flexible, get your best work done. Mm-hmm. We're making room, again, to have sleep be when it works for us as humans instead of this regimented, you have to get eight hours because you have to show up at eight o'clock in the morning and I need you to do this, this, and this. And if you work 60 hours, you're going to get further ahead than if you work 40. All of those 
metrics that were so much a part of the last century, it's, it's time. It's time to, to let those go. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually, my husband and I were in counseling and the counselor was like, y'all don't need medicine. She's like, you need to take a nap. <laughs> She's like, you're literally in the busiest time of your life and you're both playing this like, I'm doing more than you game. Like, just chill out, you know, like take a take a snooze. It's okay. I'm giving you permission. Um, so how for you, like with your own anxiety and depression and life stories, how has the chili pad helped you or how has your sleep changed? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. So the, the invention of the chili pad really came, uh, it's first to market when we formed the company was in 2007. Um, and it had been in development before that, but in 2008, um, our youngest son, Benjamin suddenly died. Um, and despite the fact that we had the chili pad, I, you know, the depression and the grief and, uh, left from that, really eliminated my sleep altogether. So it didn't matter that we were in the sleep product business or right. that we were trying to sell sleep. Um, it just meant I, I had, I was so out of control in sleep. And on some of the things we were just talking about, like while I was running a business, I had other kids, there's no way I could give up my day to catch up on sleep or, or other things. You know, I, I just wandered the house at night, mm. um, and slept very little for almost a year. Um, and then I, you know, had in a, a moment, honestly, the trade show selling sleep stuff of like, how can I sell sleep when I'm so bad at it? You know, mm-hmm. like this, this feels, uh, hypocritical. It feels, feels yeah. really wrong. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the same time, we're getting these stories back of it's really life changing for a lot of people. How am I using this wrong? Why, why am I so broken? And how can I use the product I have and other sleep information to fix it? So you know, that's where the physicist researcher kind of came out like, I, I just need to fix this and um, kind of did a deep dive of like what's what's happening in sleep, what's been studied, what's been looked at. Um, that's where I really found out that I was heating up my chili pad every night because the anxiety, you know, I would I put I was using a weighted blanket, but um, I, I, I could finally get to a spot where I'd fall asleep, but I wouldn't stay asleep very long. And then I'd be up and wandering the the house. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And, um, when I really started looking into the sleep zones and what they needed and what was matching this chronotype and what my core body was trying to do, then I started to measure with, wow, I can, if I'm cold enough, I, I can stay asleep. I can, I can manage this. And as soon as you start making progress, like I said, then I'm like, wow, well, what else can I do? How mm-hmm. else can I fix this? Yeah. You know, you kind of get to that, like, well, no, I'm successful. I want more. Um, and, and that's kind of, where I've gotten to and in that journey today is it's not like the chronic not sleeper part never goes away. I, you know, I don't fall asleep. Todd can literally drink a pot of coffee, be Mm -hmm. working to the last minute, slam down his laptop and climb into bed. And I'm like, yeah, I know. know? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. How is that possible? I know. You know, so, you know, my, my journey, it doesn't mean that, you know, sleep is suddenly this like super easy, but it's just like fitness. You know, some people are, are naturally just, have smaller frames and, you know, diet and exercise doesn't look like they have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then there's those of us who have to work on it. Sleep is, sleep is like that. I still have to work on it. I have to be deliberate with my stress and my thoughts and my anxiety. I have to be, um, thoughtful with what I do with my day and when I exercise and what I eat and when I can drink or how often do I drink? So it doesn't mess up my sleep too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have to do all of those things to manage it, but that's, I know what I need to do to manage it. And that's part of like, I talk about sleep recipes a lot because 
when you have a recipe and you know how to do it, you can always choose not to follow it mm-hmm. and you know say, oh, it's my birthday. I'm staying out late and I'm going to have drinks and I don't care. But you know that when you want to sleep well again, you don't, you know what to do to fix it. So can you tell us yours? So my, mine really is about all day. I am that morning person. So I have to start out my day with, um, getting outside, either work out or go for a walk. I kind of alternate through. So I'm, uh, I do orange theory. Um, I can't do it every day at my age. So I walk, um, I have a dog, so we go for long walks, uh, start the day outside. Um, I'm a big believer in lists and getting things done. You know, the, the philosophy of getting your big rocks in and understanding what your big rocks are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so focus on starting my day with a good sense of what I need to accomplish. Um, you know, all of those things of getting things done and gratitude are all tied to this, the hormones that balance stress. So if you get stuff done, you get a dopamine rush. If you, um, reduce anxiety, express gratitude, you can get serotonin, which again, all of those hormones are helpful when you get to the end of the day and you have a, an influx of those and less cortisol. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I work really hard to connect with my kids and my family to create that sense of belonging and give hugs and, and connect and belong for that oxytocin burst. You know, we're, we're so focused on this chemical influx. We need to take a pill to fix stuff, but our bodies are pretty well designed to give us the hormones we need to balance stress if we let them, if we're deliberate about it. So really focus on that when I do stuff during the day. Um, but my nighttime routine is, um, I do like different teas. I'm a tea drinker, not a coffee drinker, probably the Canada part, um, of where I grew up, but so I have teas that I drink, but I lay out all that the night before, like my bed, anything I need for bedtime is not something I pull together at bedtime. Mm -hmm. I have to have it pulled together and it's laid out and it's ready. And I pull it out in the morning or earlier in the day if, if I need it. But I really focus at night about laying in bed. I do meditation, um, yoga and nirdra. If I wake mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, if I still do, I just sort of really focus on, um, getting my body to relax, uh, you know, chili pad wise. I do, I still warm up. We have a weighted blanket we just came out with. So it's, I can have temperature in my weighted blanket now. Uh, That's so awesome. perk of being an inventor, you can, say, you can make, the, make, make the products that you want. Yes. Um, Cause the weighted blanket can get too hot. So yeah, we have one have and I've literally almost suffocated under it, but my kids yeah, so, love it. And well, I think my kids that have like that, my, my youngest twin, well, like a minute, but he's like really buzzy by nature and just, he can't, he like shakes. He has so much energy. He does really good with something on him like that. Yeah. Well, that's why, you know, the autism, children with autism will love a way to blanket. I mean, they, it's a huge part of that deep pressure, you know, anxiety relief. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, having that. And then I, I am, I'm, I only, uh, get cooler. Uh, you know, I started out with being slightly cooler than warm and now like my, I'm just as cold as Todd during that deep sleep zone and then warm it back up. So when I'm in REM and I'm a little closer to waking up, I I'm back to being warm, but you know, that, that has given me, you know, pretty consistent, you know, one and a half to two hours plus of deep sleep every night. Um, especially when I'm home, traveling is harder. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. I can, I can, I can do that. You know, that's, yeah, the next, the next invention that is actually in the product roadmap is a travel version because I don't like living without it. Lots of yeah. people that's their biggest complaint is like, I want to travel with it. So, uh, that is coming. Nice. Because, 
because again, I can't live without it. So I'm going to figure out a way to make it travel. So for like people like me or people that are listening that are like, well, that all sounds lovely, but how do I, is it just like anything else you do? You like, the more you do it, the more you do it. You know, like if it's like what you were saying, it's a recipe and you get to either you choose it or you don't. And so if we, if you come up with the sleep thing and does it start to work immediately? Like your body starts to respond to it. So there's something like temperature where it is, you know, an environmental change, you know, your response to that's going to be much quicker than a habit change, Uh like expressing gratitude, um, or even teas or, you know, some of those supplements, um, Americans are chronically low in magnesium, potassium, some of those minerals. Um, and people that I've talked to, they're like, oh, well, they said take magnesium. I took it for a week and it didn't work. Mm. Unfortunately, you know, taking it for a week is probably not long enough to see results. That sounds and like so me. It, it, you know, <laughs> I took it once and it worked. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. You know, and we, we're, we're in a society where you take a pill and you expect immediate results. Totally. And I think that uh, health is, you know, it's similar to a workout. Well, yeah, I feel better if I work out once and I've never worked out before. I might even be sore the next day. There might even be like a downside to that first workout, even mm-hmm. though I probably just got healthier. I'm now sore and I just feel fat, <laughs> you know, like, right. Oh my God, I got a long <laughs> way to go. And so, you know, that first burst is like, well, this is a fail. I'm not sure I should do it again. Um, you know, that happens in sleep. It happens with that. Magnesium is a good example. Like, this is this sleep is a long-term play. This is something you do every night. You get a chance to, to a fresh start every single day. When you start out, like today, I'm going to have a good sleep tonight. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do this, this, and this. And you get a fresh start every day to see where that goes and, and to work towards it. But it's okay if, you know, you get to dinner and someone invites you out and you, you, you in, in essence fail at that recipe. Uh, it's okay. It's, it's a recipe, mm-hmm. you know, you can still, make it work. You can still fudge your way through it. And, you know, it's a, it's a long-term play. So missing one night, not, not being super successful at one night doesn't mean that you should give in or fail. And sometimes just like working out, it'll be like, Oh my God, I'm more sore. I don't know that this was a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, keep going through that, push through that, uh, difficulty. It'll be worth it. Just like, just like exercise or weight loss. You know, we've all done the diet and I didn't hardly eat anything today. I should be like 50 pounds less. Right. <laughs> and you look at it, you're like, I'm actually four pounds up. Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, we all have seen those results. Like, yeah. sleep is exactly the same. So it's, you know, uh, things that can appear in your sleep. Sleep is all about recovery. So some people will talk about if they do get a tracker and it's got HRV, your HRV can predict whether you're going to come down with a cold a couple of days ahead of time. Wow. So sleep is not a window of just what happened the day before or even that 24 hours. It's a glance of what's happening in your body. So it's really okay if you got a really bad score and you don't understand why, because it's very possible in a couple of days you're going to get a cold and that's what you're seeing in your sleep. It's it's very hard to separate that sleep score from what I actually did. And that's one of the, I do really encourage people to be very pragmatic about looking at their sleep trackers and keep it in mind that this is a window very similar to weight loss. If you get on the scale, there can be a two or three day lag in some of the things you've done or you worked out really well and you'll see that same lag of what's happening it's not a snapshot. It's a, it's an overview 
over a period of time when you get that information. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good information for me and for everybody else listening because we all do want immediate results fast and hard. Um, it is. It is. You have to look at trends and trends are so boring compared to like that immediate fix. Oh, totally. Yes, I know. I have, and I, I love, I mean, I have great clients and we've all had different people in our lives and different clients that are like, well, I mean, I, you know, I did it once a week and then and, and I'm like, no, 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 that's not, that's not consistent enough to see. It's not me. It's you. I hate to break it to you. Um, mm-hmm. what do you think about napping? Does that mess up your night sleep? Ah, so I love this conversation. It's, it's my favorite right now. Cause because I think I might take one in it, about an hour. <laughs> Absolutely. So it is a little harder for us morning people. We have to be a little more careful and more, a little more deliberate because if we take it too late or we take it too long, we are the group of people that are most susceptible. And so what happens is when someone publishes an article and say, well, you can't take naps because it'll rob you of deep sleep. They looked at someone that was a morning person that slept for three hours and it, they got deep sleep in that time and suddenly it affected their night. And so we are not all the same humans and we are not all the same in our sleep. And this idea of a single one segment of eight hours with no naps is only in the last 50 to hundred years. This is not how humans have always slept. We, some tribes did sleep in one segment, but there's lots of evidence that, you know, early Europe and Greece and even Homer and the Odyssey sort of talks about multiple segments of sleep, but first sleep and second sleep, a little more like the Hobbit schedule of eating, first sleep, second sleep, Mm -hmm. taking naps. The word siesta exists for a reason. You know, we're from, in America especially, we're from all over the world and we have genetics that tie us to every culture, most of us do. So where we end up with what works well for us for sleep should be a spectrum of what feels right? So if you take a nap and you wake up and you feel groggy and it's too long, well then shorten it, try it shorter. And if laying down for a nap, for me, I can't lay down for a nap unless I'm really sick because otherwise it really does mess up my night. So, But Todd is uh, more of a night owl and he power naps and he loves it. So he can do he can do as short as 10 minutes and he'll because he falls asleep so fast, it's mm-hmm. so annoying. But he can literally like in the middle of the day, take 10 minutes out, um, recline his chair in his car or just uh, lay on the floor in his office and take a 10 minute power nap. And he's good. He's like, ah, I'm refreshed. I'm amazing. Like he comes out like perfect. So, you know, I think the, the information about sleep for me, the frustrating part is it's, it's assuming we're a one size fits all and we're not. So try it out for yourself. We have to intellectually engage in our sleep, just like we do for diet and fitness. Intrinsically, you know, if CrossFit's for you, you know, if yoga's for you, Mm -hmm. you know, if walking's for you or if running's for you, we all have a sense of like, oh, that's me. And it's good to try new things sometimes, but we generally know like, oh, that's, that's who I am. Sleep really has to have that same intellect applied to it. And if napping is always feels good for you and it doesn't affect your sleep, then do it. Do it. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no damnation here. This is find what works so you're not tired. Totally. And I love that whole idea of one size fits all because, you know, especially with twins, like my daughter, she loves to sleep. I have boy girl twins and she's just like her personality. She's just like soft and more relaxed. And then the little boy doesn't. And I'm always trying to force them to nap. And he's like running around in circles, keeping her awake. And I was talking to a friend of mine who has older children. And she said, 
one of her children was like that and he's still like that. And she went to the doctor and she was like crazy. She was like, I haven't slept. My kid won't sleep. And he was like, you know how some people need six hours and some people need 10. She, he was like, he might just not need as much sleep, you know? And so instead of like trying to tie Van to the bed to make him sleep, it's kind of maybe we're sadly past the nap phase for him. And poor, poor Della, because he literally drags her by her hair downstairs because he wants, he needs like a, uh, an accomplice. He's like, she's awake too. I'm like, she is not awake <laughs> at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's crazy. I think that's one of the things, you know, as you mature as a parent is accepting the fact that if your kid is not at the same spot as everybody else's kid, if they're not doing what everyone else's kid is doing, if one kid that you have isn't the same as the other, it's actually just okay. Mm-hmm. Our, our oldest guy didn't sleep through the night until he was uh, in kindergarten and has done everything at his own pace his entire life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, but as a mom, I'm like, what is wrong with me? All these other parents were like, oh, my kid sleep through the night. You're like, they shut were like, up. <laughs> within the first week, you're like, what the hell? What yeah. am I doing? Like, give me, give me what works. Yeah. But it's, it's, just knowing like then the second one was completely opposite and he had great sleep patterns Mm so you know it didn't matter that it wasn't because I was broken as a mom it was because they were unique and I I feel like that's the biggest message in our society is we're so into individualizing things We, we understand we want to be individuals we want to stand out but we're not applying it to our health and our parenting and and some of those as much as we can and just just embrace it we're all on our own path it's okay like kids wise um, you know, when you get to having your kids that are adults, you realize, I think I was just kind of here to guide you. I was just, you know, just along the path and, you know, there's things you influence, but their personalities are their personalities and mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to find their way. It's, it's okay to, to not be as serious about it. Let them, let them be them. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Can you tell us, um, where people can find you if you guys have a website or an Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, we have all the above. Um, if you want to find out more about the chili powder ruler, that's at, uh, chili technology.com. If you want to connect with me about sleep tips, um, I did a Ted talk in December. So there, you know, on the TEDx YouTube channel, you can watch that. Um, I have a book out on Amazon reprogram your sleep. Or my Instagram handle is the sleep coach with an underscore between the sleep, um, the sleep geek, I should say, um, on Instagram. So, you know, look me up as the sleep geek if you want to find out more information um, about sleep, anything about it. Yes, I will be following you. I'll probably be following you about 2 a.m. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully I'm gonna we get... can get that. Yeah, I know. we get that. I'm going to, I'm going to get a chili pad today. Does it fit over this? These are questions I probably should have already asked. So you obviously have different sides. Can you get one just for your side? If you don't want your husband to sleep any better? (laughs) I I don't want to pay for his sleep. (laughs) Yeah, it, 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 it can be done anyway. So, uh, you know, queen or king size beds, you can have it as dual zones or you can just put like a queen, you just get a single or a king, you just get a twin XL Mm -hmm. and you just put on uh, half the bed. Um, so you can, you can do it any which way. Um, I will say that the surprising fact is even people that sleep really well, um, usually are surprised because they just move around less. Even if they're sleeping well, they just move around less when the temperature is not hot. When Does it help with snoring? So snoring, I get that question a lot. Cause I'm like, Oh, snoring is a really big thing. So here's the thing with snoring. 
Snoring is really a breathing problem for the most part. It's not actually a sleep problem. It gets exacerbated when we sleep and because we want to sleep flat. So the biggest easy fix for snoring usually involves like just propping them up a little bit and having a little more of an incline to help them breathe. Um, You know, dental appliances where they help, you know, keep your jaw aligned and it doesn't fall back. Uh You know, most of what happens with snoring is actually a breathing problem. That's why you're on a CPAP machine is where it kind of heads to at some point, unfortunately, Um, is because they're working on airways. So although it's exacerbated during nighttime and, and sleep, snoring is a, is a breathing problem, less about a sleep problem. Okay. I'm like, John, you can't even breathe. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah, it, really. <laughs> it happens like later in the night too. Um, and this is like off topic, but like I'll wake up and he's like, Hey, how's your, I was like, Oh, I slept like shit. And he's like, Oh yeah, me too. I'm like, uh, no, you didn't. Cause I listened to you snore yeah, for no, two you hours. Were, <laughs> you were, you were out. Um, yeah, Todd, Todd is not awesome with snoring. <sighs> Unfortunately, you know, one of the factors as we age men, especially, um, you can tie snoring to the size of their neck and, you know, uh, the, the shape of, you know, what's happening in their throat and jaw. And as those muscles, as we age, just like we know with other fitness stuff, you know, you, it, it's, it's possible to fix. And that's where it may be something as simple as a dental appliance keeps it where it's, it was just like you'd wear a, a brace for an ankle that's not doing what it's supposed to do. It's, it's really very similar fix for snoring. Awesome. That's, yeah, that's really good information. Well, again, thank you so much. This was a really informative and lovely chat. And um, I look forward to um, following you on Instagram and asking you a million sleep questions. (laughs) Definitely. What an interesting conversation on sleep. I never like think to put a ton of energy into it. And she made such a valid point. Like, when we're successful at something, we want to keep doing it. So my goal is to get some sleep and I'm really excited about that. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. Follow her, ask her questions. She seems like such a lovely woman. So again, thank you, Tara. Um, If you guys like the show, please tell your friends, rate us, review us, share these podcasts around. We love doing this work and we need you to do it. Have a great day. See you next time.